You're listening to Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun. Hello, and welcome back to the Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun podcast. My name is Sam Brager, Outreach Coordinator for the Utah Lake Commission and the podcast host. In uh, today's episode, we are actually covering a historical topic, and that is of the SS Showboat. Now, if you haven't heard of the SS Showboat, you know, you might be thinking I'm referring to some kind of naval vessel or something potentially, right? But no, <laughs> for anybody who's learned a little bit about the history of Utah Lake, one, at least what we feel is a really cool aspect of the history of the lake was the SS Showboat. In today's episode, uh, I'll be talking about some points from uh, a book that was put together by the June Sucker Recovery Program called Utah Lake Legacy. And there's actually an accompanying video as well on our YouTube channel. Um, so if you just search Utah Lake Legacy, you'll be able to find it, but we'll make sure we include a, a link in the notes. Uh, and the book and the video were an effort from the June Sucker Recovery Implementation Program. And that was to try and share information about the history of the lake, its significance to the surrounding area and why there are efforts going on to try and help recover the June sucker and, and restore Utah Lake, if you will. The book is written by Dr. Robert Carter. And in fact, you'll actually hear his voice. We'll be including a couple of audio clips from the video version of Utah Lake Legacy. Uh, there's a couple Utah County residents, one of which is the son of one of the owners and creators of the SS Showboat. Uh, and then Dr. Robert Carter himself uh, will share some insights as well. Keep in mind that around the time period of the SS Showboat is when Utah Lake was in what some historians might call its heyday. There were resorts all over, Provona Beach Resort, the Geneva Resort, Lincoln Beach. They were everywhere. And there was tons of stuff happening on the lake. And in this era, um, the idea of excursion boats happened at Utah Lake. Now, the SS Showboat was actually, at least as far as uh, we could find in the, the book, not the first one um, that came about. The first was actually a boat called the, the Renan W. That was built by Billy Wilson, who managed the Geneva Resort for the Provo Sportsman's Club. So during the early part of the 20th century, uh, to attract patrons to the resort, Billy built the Renan W and used it as an excursion boat on Utah Lake. Each weekend, the boat would leave Geneva and visit the surrounding resorts. The Rhiannon W was a lot smaller than the SS Showboat, though. Um, from what we can tell, you know, a couple dozen people or so. The SS Showboat actually began cruises in 1932, which is about a little over 15 years after the Rhiannon W had kind of come into being. Keep in mind, 1930s, this is the Great Depression. You know, the SS Showboat was a bright light in the dark times, it says in Utah Lake Legacy. Um, Hewitt Strong and Elmer Smith were the builders, and it was their way of promoting Utah Lake as a recreational mecca. Now, here is the voice of Roland Strong, who is the son of Hewitt Strong, one of the builders. Uh, he was actually interviewed for the video back in, I think it was uh, 2009 or something, they, they made the video. Um, here's his voice speaking a little bit about the construction and the uh, uh, evolution of the SS Showboat as it came into being. During the resort heyday of the early 20th century, excursion boats such as the SS Showboat and Renon W set sail, taking passengers around to all of the lake resorts, out for a romantic dinner party cruise, or to dance to the orchestra on board. The showboat was a, a dream of my father and his good friend Elmer Smith. My father's name was Hewitt Strong. They called the boat the Smith and Strong Showboat. And it was 32 feet wide, 90 feet long, 
but they had to be able to build a boat that flowed in 14 or 16 inches of water and yet hold old people. So it was a flat bottom boat. So when they got the boat finished, and then they started advertising for parties and stuff, it, it didn't it take long, it became very popular. In fact, the last few years it run, it was booked up for a year in advance for the all the weekends and a lot of the weekdays. So a little more background about Hewitt Strong and Elmer Smith. Um, they both loved the lake and used it often. They even found a way to enjoy it in winter. The two designed and built an ice boat on sleigh-like runners. It was propelled by an airplane motor and steered by rudders, but it had no brakes. The fearless Strong and Smith had a great time whipping across the lake at speeds of up to 60 miles per hour. So these guys loved Utah Lake and had a passion for it. And as you learn about the showboat, it really kind of offered a lot of different things. You know, 90 feet long, 22 feet wide. It was the largest and most luxuriously equipped vessel to ever sail on Utah Lake. So people could dance. There were as many as 200 people in here that could be dancing. There was a restaurant on site so they could eat. Um, They could tour all the way out to Bird Island. There's even a picture in the book uh, from the early 1940s that shows Provo's Chamber of Commerce aboard and busily engaged in bettering the community they loved. So a really cool photo, double spread page showing all of these people here for the Chamber of Commerce meeting. So it was honestly a central part of the society in the area. And so it would go out every weekend to Bird Island. At the time, it was called Rock Island. Um, and it was a highlight. People loved dancing. They loved listening to the orchestra that was there. They would eat and would go out on tours. You know, in this all being said, it was a, a flat-bottom boat that only went eight miles per hour. So a trip, round trip to Bird Island was like a four-hour trip. But people would pay 50 cents for a round-trip ticket for adults, and children from ages 7 to 15 paid 25 cents to ride. Now, as we mentioned, they would often stop out at uh, Bird Island. uh, And in the Utah Lake Legacy, there is a a quotation from uh, Roland Strong, along with a picture that he gave of the people out on Bird Island with all the seagulls flying overhead. And if any of you have ever been out near Bird Island, it is just covered in birds in the summertime. Granted, when the water levels are higher, that's not going to be as much, but it's full of bird and bird nests. Um, And this photo that he has, it said that, you know, showboat passengers explore uh, all the time on Bird Island and hunt for bird eggs. The seagulls resented this intrusion and fought back with the only weapon at their disposal. Passengers were advised to protect themselves with broad-brimmed hats and umbrellas. Lucille Ralcliffe once disembarked on the island wearing a plain blue suit and returned to the boat wearing a a rather gaudy print. (laughs) <laughs> definitely some fun out there, but apparently some seagulls trying to get back at people from out there. But as you look through the photos in this or are able to watch more of the clips, you can hear these stories. And here's another story from Rex Blake, another Utah County resident. And uh, I remember taking my girl on this excursion when I was 17. And it was so romantic to be out there on that boat with your girlfriend. So for more than a decade, the boat made regularly scheduled weekend trips to the island. You know, money was difficult to come by in the 1930s, but many people seemed willing to spend it for a ride on the boat in what they considered during these humble times to be a lap of luxury. So it came really at a time when people needed it as well. 
you know, we've often joked uh, in the commission staff that somebody should start up the SS Showboat again as a as a business, um, trying to take people out on the lake and share educational information. Apparently, have a dance hall and orchestra and restaurant on it. Um, and as a flat bottom boat, it could still do it even in those shallow waters, like they said in the clip. So to wrap up the information we're sharing today, I wanted to include some audio from Robert Carter, uh, the historian. Uh, who helped put together this video and this book as well. It had a stage at one end of the boat and a a kitchen and restrooms, and uh, people would perform on the stage, uh, different vaudeville acts and so forth for the uh, paying customers. And then they had large dances on the boat. Sometimes they had over 200 people on that boat, and it was a very nominal fee. You could uh, go down, ride the boat, take your loved one out for a ride under the uh, starry skies above Utah Lake, and uh, dance away the evening for like 50 cents, something uh, in that area. There wasn't very much entertainment in Provo at the time. We had uh, two or three motion picture uh, uh, theaters and uh, several bars, and that was about it. So uh, Smith and Strong cashed in on what was a need for entertainment. Now, recreation at the lake has obviously expanded and contracted over the years, and there are a lot of different activities that could be done at Utah Lake. You know, some of the more popular ones are, you know, obviously angling, very popular at the lake, waterfowl hunting, sailing is immensely popular, uh, kayaking, uh, beaches, there's so much to be done there. And uh, in Robert Carter's book, his kind of a closing statement when he talks about the, the lake as a gathering place, where he says, For many people, the enduring charm of Utah Lake will never fade. To all those yet to discover her invaluable resources, enjoy with care. This lake has proven its worth in countless ways. For all the demands we place on this gift of nature, it deserves all the respect and care we can give it in return. And that's really, you know, the, the main purpose behind the Utah Lake Commission and the work that we do with all the partners uh, from the state and county and, and local governments is to protect and enhance Utah Lake for current and future generations. Uh, there's a lot of work being done to improve it, and there's a lot of great stories about how it's been enjoyed in the past, and we hope to continue to share those stories, uh, not only historical but current and future stories. Uh, of the enjoyment that people have and and the lake as a gathering place for its residents. So thanks so much for listening in. If you want to learn more about the SS Showboat or the history of the lake, check out the links in the podcast show notes for sure. Look at the YouTube video. It's just under an hour. It's an awesome video to watch. Our staff often tell people that if you've got 60 minutes, it'll change completely the way you look at Utah Lake. If you heard something you liked in this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. While you're at it, Take a second and share this episode with someone else you think would like it. Help us spread the word about the facts, fiction, and fun of Utah Lake. You've been listening to Utah Lake, facts, fiction, and fun. For more information and resources, visit utahlakecommission.org forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening.